Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Good morning and welcome to the Yoga Hour, a time to open our hearts and minds to the infinite. I am Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien while she is traveling. Today I'll be sharing some insights and time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga. Yoga is a Sanskrit word that means oneness, union, or unity, the bringing together of our attention and awareness with our essential spiritual nature to be restored to our original wholeness. Many people associate the term yoga with exercise. Kriya Yoga is a wider system including philosophy and practice for spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in today's world. As a medical doctor and longtime practitioner of Kriya Yoga, I have found it to be a comprehensive system for enhanced well-being on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. Today, we're going to explore living from the inside out, the way of improvisation. And I am joined by Patricia Ryan Madsen, who is the author of Improv Wisdom, Don't Prepare, Just Show Up. Patricia is a professor emerita at Stanford University, where she served as the head of the drama department's undergraduate acting division and developed the improvisation program. She founded and coached the Stanford Improvisers and taught courses in improvisation for undergraduates as well as adults in Stanford's continuing studies program. Patricia received the Dinkelspiel Award for Outstanding Innovation in Undergraduate Education, and she founded the Creativity Institute at Stanford, an interdisciplinary alliance of faculty who share the belief that creativity can be taught. And to me, that's the really exciting part. Creativity can be taught. (laughs) Patricia is regularly on the faculty at the Esalen Institute and has given workshops for many institutes of higher learning and corporate clients, including Google, The Gap, the Lucille and David Packard Foundation, Hewlett-Packard, Sun Microsystems Japan Division, and Apple Computers. You can learn more about Patricia Madsen and her book at her website, improvwisdom.com. Welcome, Patricia. I'm delighted you could join us today on the Yoga Hour. Thank you so much, Laurel. It's really an honor to be here. Thanks. So before we begin to enter into a dialogue about living from the inside out, the way of improvisation, let's begin with a moment of meditation. Om. Let's open our hearts and our minds to divine omnipresence. One reality called by many names, 
is the source and substance of all that is. Right where we are, right now, this divine essence is present as you, as me, as everyone, within us, between us, and all around us. A radiant source of creativity, joy, and peace. In this moment, we simply let our attention move within to the depths of our being. We become aware of our breath, noticing its natural flow. Not trying to change it, just noticing as we inhale and exhale. Cool air entering the nostrils and warm air flowing out. We notice thoughts and feelings as they arise and as they pass away. Our thoughts don't touch our innermost essence. Our essential nature beyond words and thoughts beyond all change, pure existence being, unmoving, unchanging, birthless, deathless being. Peace, emanating from the essence of our being, pervades the mental field, the emotional nature, the physical body. We abide in this peace and let it overflow as blessing for all beings everywhere. So yoga, as a spiritual path, is very much about living from the inside out. It is knowing our divine essence of being and then living with that awareness as our guide. In one of her daily inspirations, Yogacharya O'Brien has written, Attend to the possibilities that are arising within you. Pay attention to your intuition. Notice. Yoga is also about living in balance, in harmony, and avoiding extremes. In order for our listeners to understand that our book is about bringing our lives into greater balance and harmony, let's start with a misconception many of us may have about improvisation being a wild, freewheeling form of comedy. So, Patricia, what actually is improv? Oh, wonderful. It's a great question. Because I think it's, it's very common, the word improvisation can be scary to folks. Uh, the, it's the, the common thought it really is, as you put it, about comedy or being witty and fast. And most of us don't consider ourselves in that category. I'm, I'm not one of these dazzling comics. But improvisation, if you think about it, is what we're all doing really all the time when we interact with the world. It's, it has to do with uh, how we live when there's not a particular script in front of us. In fact, this conversation is an improvisation. When we talk to someone or answer a question, we're using our, our, our whole life, everything that we know, and our mental faculties to, to basically move forward uh, in a new way. So improvisation is a, is a way of doing things. It's a modus operandi, an operating system, rather than some special talent. And in fact, uh, children are natural improvisers, if you think about it. They don't have a script or a plan about how to go about things, but they, they move with their eyes open and their hearts open, and they uh, approach what comes their way uh, with a kind of curiosity and delight. So the study of improvisation, which also might seem like a, uh, an odd thing, uh, allows us to look at how, how do we move through the world with, uh, with an open heart and open eyes and uh, interact in an agreeable way. I think yeah, I love 
I loved some of the examples that you had in the book. Like, uh, I think one of them was parenthood, you know, how you can read mm-hmm. all the books you want, but then when you actually become a parent, you know, it is an act of improvisation. Absolutely. It's, I, I think it's another common misunderstanding is it's something that you do when you, when you don't, when you can't make a plan, that if, uh, right. it's sort of less, a, a less than, um, optimal way of, of doing or being. It's a sort of second, a second rate approach. Whereas some of the, the, the greatest moments in our lives are those moments when our aliveness comes through the, the script. Um, mm-hmm. It happens all the time, for example, in a wedding. A wedding is something that's uh, highly programmed and planned, but that moment when uh, the bride or the groom or someone uh, looks out at the audience with um, uh, with a real human moment that comes through, those improvisations are, are the golden nuggets. So improv is a way of of moving through the world, being awake, and I know that's a principle that's shared with the, uh, with, the with your yoga. Yes, absolutely. It's a really uh, core, you know, principle. So um, your book is really lovely. You have uh, different chapters about the um, different. Um, sort of principles or precepts of improv and getting back to that earlier statement that I had, which I thought was so wonderful, how creativity really can be taught. And mm. you, you have lots of great, you know, information and then exercises in each of the chapters that you have. So one of the chapters is say yes. And I mm. just thought this was really, you know, delightful as a way of, you know, saying yes to, you know, what's uh, coming your way. So what does that look like, saying yes, as we might live I, our life? Yeah, well, it looks, what it feels like is an openness. It doesn't mean uh, agreeing with everything. Certainly, if uh, I've heard someone say, oh, that's my problem, I say yes to everything and I'm I'm overwhelmed. Saying yes means entering each moment with uh, with an openness to see what it is and to find out how I can uh, embrace what's actually happening and then add to it. The, the real improv secret, if you will, is not only do they open or say yes to um, their partner's offer, but they add something to it. So when I come into my ordinary life, this principle helps me look at what's right and what's possible about the offers that come to me. In improv, everything is an offer. If my if my daughter comes and tugs at my tugs at my shorts and says, "Oh, mommy, mommy, um, I want a pony," <laughs> that's uh, that's an offer. Now we might yeah. know in advance. Of course, you can't say yes to that. But uh, an improviser looks at what's what's possible or what's the what is the what is the, the good thing about that offer? How can I enter it? How can I say, oh, marvelous. Gee, I didn't realize you liked horses. When did, this, uh, when did your interest occur? Maybe we can go see some ponies at the, at the circus. Or looking for ways to find out what's right about what's going on. I, I think it's, it's, easy to, it's easy to say no. Uh, we all have to do that a lot, and we seem to be good at it. The improviser is someone who is predisposed to uh, look at what's possible about an offer that uh, that comes our way. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, I also enjoyed some of the uh, suggested exercises from that chapter, um, where you did say, uh, you know, pick a day, for example, and say yes to things, you know, on that day, or pick someone that you're with yeah. whom you're in a relationship. And do what you just mentioned, which is pretty much for a week, uh, you know, hear all of the offers that they have and be willing to say yes and, you know, so take what's right about that offer and maybe add to it. Um, go to the movie maybe that they want to see, um, right. those kinds of things, which I, I just thought that was uh, would be uh, a very interesting exercise. And, and the last piece of advice that you have in that is then just notice, notice what happens when you do that? Mm-hmm. 
I I heard from a reader of the book who said, well, I tried your exercise about say yes to my son for a whole day. And she said, it happened to be the day that he said, Mom, I really want to go on the, um, on the roller coaster. And she says, I'm deathly afraid of roller coasters. I would never have done that, but because it was my yes day, I, I said, okay, we'll try that. And uh, they went to Santa Cruz to the roller coaster, and she said it was one of the most wonderful experiences of my life, something I would never have chosen to do. But the exercise helped me see that there's a lot that comes our way that we would ordinarily uh, just not go in that direction. I'm not, a, I'm not someone who does this, or I'm not talented at that. We often uh, block ourselves from wonderful experiences. So an improviser is someone who uh, is open to see what can possibly um, enrich their life by uh, saying yes to others. So then moving on to the second maxim in the book, which is don't prepare, which can sound... Mm-hmm a bit scary and maybe even a recipe for disaster. So um, I, I liked how you, you know, you framed it that you're, you're not advising anything unsafe or unreasonable. And, and if I can quote from the book, no one is suggesting that open heart surgery should be improvised. We want a surgeon who has performed the procedure before, studied the method and succeeded a number of times. However, if our operation is not going according to formula, we certainly hope that our doctor is a good improviser. We hope mm-hmm. that she can look with fresh eyes at what needs to be done. So can you say more about this maxim of don't prepare? Absolutely. I, in a way, it's a little bit of false advertising because I don't know anyone who doesn't prepare. Perhaps we don't prepare as fully as we want. It's, it's something minds do this. I'm always preparing for something. I think what I mean by don't prepare is, okay, while go ahead, prepare, but when you show up to the moment of the thing that you have to do, don't let that preparation get in the way of being awake and alert to the reality that you're in. So that uh, I'm suggesting that whatever plans we have can be guidelines, but we don't necessarily have to only follow those um, you, we've all had the experience of, of planning a particular, uh, say, a recipe or something, and then at the last minute, we that preparation can't go forward because uh, an ingredient isn't available or something. And so we, right. we have to look at what's there, and how can I make something wonderful rather than just lament that the, uh, the store was out of cranberries or something? <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Right. Yes, it's it's um, it's non-attachment to planning, perhaps. That's right. That's that's really a wonderful way of putting it. So uh, plan, plan, plan. But then when you show up for your life or for the event, please be awake. Don't just be um, executing the script. You'll miss something if you do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the non-attachment is one of the key practices of uh, yoga, um, one of the, you know, one of the recommended, you know, mm. ways of living is, you know, you, you show up, do your best, and then mm-hmm. you let go, let go of the result. And whether it's uh, praise or blame, um, mm-hmm. just let go and, you know, rest in the satisfaction that you've, you know, you've done, you've done what you could. So That's right. None of us are in any control of outcomes if we think about it. We can only control our own behavior and our own conduct, and that's something that we're always in in control of, what what I do. But how it turns out or what people think about it um, will eternally be out of our control. So the notion of letting go and accepting uh, uh, non-attachment is wonderful, I think. Spoken like a true yogi. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so we're uh, going to move to our first break then. We're lis- you're listening to the Yoga Hour with guest Patricia Madsen. You can learn more about her and her book, Improv Wisdom, Don't Prepare, Just Show Up, at her website, which is improvwisdom.com. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for Yogacharya O'Brien and discussing living from the inside out, the way of improvisation. Please stay with us. We'll be right back.
If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to The Yoga Hour. Living the Eternal Way with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for the Yoga Hour's regular host, Yogacharya O'Brien. I'm joined today by Patricia Madsen, author of the book Improv Wisdom, Don't Prepare, Just Show Up. Patricia is Professor Emerita at Stanford University and teacher of improvisation workshops for many institutes of higher learning and corporate clients, including including Google, The Gap, and Apple Computers. Today, we're discussing living from the inside out, the way of improvisation. Sometimes people have the erroneous idea that the spiritual life is no fun. It's true (laughs) that the spiritual life calls us to be emotionally mature and to accept responsibility for creating our own life experience. The father of Kriya Yoga, Lahiri Mahasaya, indicated that each person is responsible for his inner life, which is the creation of one's thoughts, desires, feelings, and ideals. It's also true that when we take on this responsibility, the natural byproduct is a life of joy. Sri Yukteswar, who was guru to Paramahansa Yogananda, made this point in his humorous quip that a sad saint is a sad saint, which is to say that a sad saint is missing the boat. In this segment, we'll continue to explore some ways we can live intentionally in order to experience greater freedom, greater excellence, and greater joy in the adventure of our life. So, Patricia, let's look at the third maxim in your book, Improv Wisdom, which is just show up. Why is it important to just show up? Oh, my. It's that I think it's so easy for us to live our lives in our minds, to think, oh, well, I'm going to do that. Or when I, there, there, we, we make, we're very good at making plans and making lists. The just show up principle means get your body to the place where the important things in your world are happening. And those include things for yourself, like getting yourself to the gym and to the yoga studio, getting yourself on the trail to take that walk, getting yourself to um, Whole Foods to get some, um, some good vegetables, 
but it also means showing up for other people. <clears throat> we might have a, a relative or someone in the hospital that's on our list. Gee, I really need to, um, uh, it would be good to drop in to see them. I think if we find ways to actually move our body in the direction of our, our dreams and of the things that are really important to us, um, a, a lot of adventures will happen. Um, they don't happen while we're kind of sitting on the couch in the morning with a cup of tea uh, planning the day. Not that, the, again, that planning is, uh, is off limits, but we, we finally have to execute. Get to that yoga studio. Show up. Right. Right, and on on the the other piece of it that I thought was so interesting in your you know little chapter on just showing up though is that ritual ritual of preparation mm-hmm. can be a really helpful tool. And I loved your story, you know, about um, about being in Japan for that time. And for example, mm-hmm. you know, there were preparations that you would do for each of your creative activities, like the tea ceremony or like the you know the. Uh, um, uh, brush, you know, painting, there was sort of a standard ritualized way you began, and then yeah. that really helped open that creative space. I think sometimes we imagine that we need to have a good idea to begin something. And um, the notion of ritual means you know, I don't have to come up with something unique or creative. I just have to um, put out my yoga pants um, by the side of the bed, and I put them on as the preamble to um, getting myself to the studio. Or uh, if you're a writer, for example, and you're um, having trouble getting started, if you, in a sense, set a timer and turn the computer on with the uh, instruction that you go right to your writing program first, you take a tiny habit, a simple step, something that's very easy to do that doesn't require inspiration or uh, anything creative, but that ritual can lead you into being, showing up, if you will, to be ready for the activity to begin, for the thoughts to start flowing, for the, uh, for the energy to start moving through the body. So I think you're right. Rituals are really, uh, are really valuable, and they can be as simple as... Um, as something like putting out your yoga clothes uh, neatly piled next to the bed so that that's the first thing you see in the morning. Yes, and well, one of the things that is really stressed on the yoga path is having a regular practice of meditation and actually mm-hmm. having a play, having a place in your home that you regularly do meditation. And mm-hmm. one of the rituals then could just be literally going into that place and, you know, just sitting, you know, I think if you got that far, it is one of the, the things that many people, including myself, sometimes struggle with is keeping that commitment to that, you know, regular meditation. But then just yes. going into that place and sitting in that spot, I think I, I have a feeling that if you get that far, the meditation itself would just flow from there. I think that's true. It's the it's the first step. And make that first step that uh, as as simple and as clear as possible. I think that's what can help um, to, to set a ritual, uh, such as the one that you suggest. Something that is simple and known, and it's it's quite amazing that once you have taken the first step, that the what follows, as you point out, is often so much easier. But uh, we we avoid the first step, so. Uh, um, that's where your creativity can come in finding an ordinary thing that you can always do, and then it reminds your body to uh, follow through with, uh, with the meditation or the writing or the work or uh, the cleaning or whatever it is, the job that's a little hard getting on track with. So moving along in the book, another of the maxims is face the facts. So mm-hmm. how can we use this idea of facing the facts to achieve excellence in our own life? Well, I think it's, it's the foundation of, uh, of a sensible life. If we fail to face the facts, that uh, facts are things that, uh, that are so, and sometimes we don't like them. We, uh, an example I give is, um, gee, 
potato chips have a lot of calories, <laughs> and that's just a fact. And so if, if, I, if I avoid realizing that, I'll pay the consequences if I, uh, if I stuff myself with, uh, with over-caloric and, and non-nutritious food. Another fact is I may have a, uh, a friend or a relative who is, is a problem in some way for me. Um, that person, uh, I, I might wish that they would change or act differently than they do, but facts have to do with being willing to embrace life as it is rather than how, how I wish it would be. I have so many wishes about how if someone would do things differently or if, uh, if, um, if this or if, if that. Um, those wishes, which are natural, um, often divert me from the acceptance of a reality that I can do something with. So accepting the things that I can't change, and then using my time and my effort to make uh, constructive behavioral moves in the direction of my life purposes. But I will get, I will get uh, stuck, <clears throat> stuck if, I, um, if I avoid the realities, the facts of life as they are. I think at holiday yes. time especially, we, uh, we're all going to, we're likely to be dealing with um, with family rituals and things that, that we hope will be joyous, but uh, bring up old um, old memories and things. Accepting others as they are and accepting life as it is while working to change it, I think is really a sensible way to live. Yes, indeed. And a lot of times if we aren't willing to accept what is, I mean, the example you give is a really good one. These are things that may have happened in our childhood much earlier mm-hmm. in our life. And, you know, as much as we might wish to, there's no way of changing those things. And it can get us stuck into a uh, mindset of just complaint or uh, mm-hmm. powerlessness rather than just saying that was, it happened, and, you know, it, it's a fact. And now uh, allow me to just accept that and move on into what kind of a, a creative way um, can I move forward? Exactly. Uh, I think acceptance is the big word that describes the improviser's world. They, we learn to accept our own ideas as they come to us rather than fight our creative spurts. We learn to accept other people's foibles. And then we learn to accept how reality presents itself, the weather and, and things that that come to us that uh, surprise us. And then finally, I think every life will uh, find a moment where we have to accept the unacceptable. Mm. Things will happen that, um, that none of us plan for or, or desire, but that seem impossible or uh, unacceptable. And I think that one of the, the great challenges as we, as we mature as humans on the planet is to um, learn to uh, acceptance is not liking or agreement, but it's being open, not closing down in the face of um, all sorts of different circumstances. Um, I think that um, yoga practices I, I sh- help us to stretch our capacity to be with the world um, inner and outer, uh, and, and learn that expansiveness. Um, I, I don't think it's easy, but I do think it's, um, it's something to strive for. Yes, I, I just, you said that so well, so thank you. Mm. So another of the uh, uh, maxims that you talk about in the book is to stay on course. So what does that mean, to stay on course? I think it means not being pushed around by our feelings and our preferences. It means having purposes and holding to those purposes. Um, it's it's really natural, I think. I, it certainly happens for me that I uh, I'm often driven by how I feel. Well, I feel like doing this, or I feel like doing that, or oh, I don't feel like going to the gym today. It's a little cold outside. Uh, if I do that, I'm I'm not 
sticking to my purposes. Uh, all of us have purposes, I think, to, um, to be a good parent. We have a purpose to, um, if you will, to stay in a healthy lifestyle. Um, and we, and we, can, we can make a list of the purposes we have, to be useful to others, for example. I think it's so important that when we're making decisions uh, moment by moment or deciding how to program our day, we keep our purposes in mind rather than, rather than just our feelings and preferences. We certainly can't escape them, and I don't mean to, um, to disregard feelings, but if we acted only on what we felt like doing, well, you can just imagine that result. <laughs> um, <laughs> Healthy living has a large measure, I think, of, of, of discipline to it as well as, as, well as spontaneity. And um, the improv is not about avoiding discipline, but it is about opening, to, uh, opening your heart and your body to what's going on while keeping those purposes in mind. Um, so the question to ask yourself if you're stuck about what to do is not, what do I feel like doing now? The question to ask is, what's my purpose now? Mm-hmm. And then that, that'll give you a, a guideline. And, uh, and if we follow purposes, I think that's, that's really all we can ask of ourselves. Yeah. And that brings two things to my mind. So one is that uh, Roy Eugene Davis, who is um, the uh, teacher of uh, Yogacharya O'Brien, has a great saying, which is, do what you know you should do. Uh, which is just such, you know, common sense advice, you know, do what you know yeah. you should do, you know, if you are, you know, if you, we know we need exercise, even if you don't feel like it, you know, go to, go to the gym, you know, uh, have your mm-hmm. daily meditation practice. And that's part of the self-discipline that, again, mm-hmm. is one of the key, you know, principles of, of uh, Kriya Yoga. Uh, one of the three key principles is that uh, self-discipline. Um, doing what you know uh, that you should do. And another way of saying it, which is um, what uh, Yogacharya O'Brien says, is uh, do what pleases your soul. Um, mm. Not always necessarily what, you know, pleases your, you know, emotions or whatever, but uh, it's another way of saying, you know, do what you know you should do. That's a great phrase, do what you know you should do. Yeah. I, I often say do what needs to be done, and somehow that... Um, it's sort of the same thing, but that phrasing is really helpful. Do what you know you should do. And we all have the, I think we have that moral sense that lives with us. Uh, we don't, we sometimes don't tune into it. <laughs> right. But turn on that channel. Turn on right. that channel. Turn up the volume of the inner voice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So uh, another of the chapters in your book is Wake Up to the Gifts, and you indicate we are not on the stage alone. We are literally surrounded by gifts and by a chain of givers who are responsible for providing them. So what is it, do you think, that gets in in the way of our seeing life and other people as the gifts that they are? Well, that's a wonderful question. I think it... uh, a fundamental reason is a sense of entitlement, um, and it may have to do with how the world today comes at us through advertising and media and everything. There may be some um, voice that thinks we we deserve um, this or that, or also that um, because I've I've paid for it, um, it's uh, I'm e- I'm equal. If we really think about it, everything we all exist thanks to the efforts of uh, an incredible chain of others. But our uh, a natural sense of entitlement, or I'm, I'm paying my own way, gets in the way of actually perceiving the world as the gift that it is. Everything's a gift, starting with our breath, our life, that uh, our bodies were given to us um, through our, the labors of our parents, and we have all been nourished and nurtured by countless others and the food prepared and grown by others. And right now you and I are able to have this conversation thanks to an incredible web of technology and a telephone that I'm holding right now and sound engineers at your end, that if we really examine our lives um, from the vantage point of what I'm receiving then uh, a new world opens up. I think it's um, 
but the the your initial question, why is it we don't see this? I think we there's a, a sense of entitlement that mm-hmm. gets in the way. That's a false sense in my view. Um, Right. So I'm also just struck that this is such a great topic for this particular, you know, time, which is obviously mm-hmm. Thanksgiving is, you know, next, next, what's a week from today, next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for us to be talking about gratitude, because I think once you really do begin to see the world in that way and you realize that we all stand on many, many, many shoulders and there are many, many supports, uh, for our life. Um, the the first thing that most people feel then is a, f- a sense of gratitude for that. Yes, that gratitude can certainly come. And in a way, gratitude is often easy for things we like. Uh, for example, if we go to a restaurant and um, and, the, and the meal that we order comes and it's really delicious, we feel happy and delighted and grateful for this wonderful meal. But let's say that same meal comes, but the waitress who prepared it seemed to be having a kind of a bad day and she was not smiling and, and didn't fill up our water glass. We might then report on that uh, dinner as, oh, well, it wasn't so good. She was, we had this surly server. But what we fail to notice is the two truths about that surly server, if you will. Yes, she had an attitude, but she brought me the food that I was allowed to eat, which nourished my body, that allowed me to live. And so we often miss any sense of gratitude because we're looking at the parts of parts of the picture that are not pleasing to us. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, I suggest try to notice the gift in everything as we're standing in line and there's someone in the grocery store ahead of us that's uh, the children are fussing and we're sort of annoyed with um, this family drama that we're watching and wishing they were not there. To uh, Also to notice the clerk that's been standing on her feet all day uh, ringing up the groceries and noticing the gift that this bounty we have in our in our world uh, comes to us. Keep looking for how we're receiving something, even in those moments where we feel um, annoyed. I, I think it's it's finally working on our um, that on on the story that it's not about me all the time, <laughs> mm. and that's a hard one because I think we all I certainly do think it is about me, but it <laughs> isn't. <laughs> I think that's such good advice of really, you know, looking beyond, you know, what what might be in the foreground, you know, looking into the background mm-hmm. and, and really seeing, you know, what is there uh, that we can appreciate and that is a support for us. So, we're time for another break. So, you're listening to the Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for a regular host, Yogacharya O'Brien. Today's guest is Patricia Madsen, and we've been discussing showing up for our wonderful life. Patricia's website is improvwisdom.com. We welcome your comments and suggestions. You can contact us at yogahour at unityfm. I'm sorry, at unity.fm. Please stay with us. We will be right back to explore more about living from the inside out, the way of improvisation. Guidance and direction are bubbling up from your soul all the time, even at night. But do you hear your soul when it calls? Do you recognize it? Do you trust it? Can you trust it? How can you be certain you are hearing the voice of your precious soul? Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that help you hear your soul, recognize and trust its guidance. And begin to take action to create a truly beautiful life. Learn the wisdom habit of divine dialogue in Writing Down Your Soul. How to live a life of integrity in Soul Vows. And discover your soul's unique purpose in Check the Box. If you long to create a soul-directed life, visit JanetConnor.com and explore all five courses in her signature series, Your soul wants five things.
base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that Source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Reverend Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at the Yoga Hour at UnityOnlineRadio.org and we will respond. Now, back to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for the Yoga Hour's regular host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. My guest today is Patricia Madsen, author of the book Improv Wisdom, Don't Prepare, Just Show Up. Patricia is Professor Emerita at Stanford University and teacher of improvisation workshops for many institutes of higher learning and corporate clients. Um, you can uh, find out more about her and her work at improvwisdom.com. Um, today we're discussing living from the inside out, the way of improvisation. So um, turning now to um, one of your other maxims of improv, which is act now, uh, Kriya yoga teacher Sri Yukteswar said, everything in the future will improve if you are making a spiritual effort now. And as the Bhagavad Gita points out, the nature of life is action. So when we look at this uh, maxim to act now, what have you learned about when and why it is a good idea to act now? Well, I couldn't agree more with, uh, with, with that quote. It, it seems that action is how we move in the world, both to experience life and to improve it, and also to help others. That um, an example would be, suppose I am, have, I'm a strong environmentalist and I have really, um, really deep uh, philosophical thoughts about the importance of the environment and how, how we all need to, to be caring for it. But as I, as I, um, all of those thoughts are, are fine, of course, but until I actually pick up this piece of trash and recycle it, I haven't done anything with those thoughts that um, really impacts the world. So the idea of action, it's that action is how we make a difference in our own lives and in the life of others and in the world. I would say, and, and this is just a personal view, that we're here, um, we're here to, if you will, give back to reality, to others, to make a difference. That that's a, a purpose that, that, that man has in the world. But that purpose is only served through our behavior, through our actions. Mm-hmm. So I believe most of us have wonderful intentions, good philosophies, good ideas about the world. When we act upon those, uh, then things begin to uh, begin to roll, if you will. And until we act upon them, um, we're missing an opportunity to make a difference. Um, again, I think improv brings up the whole um, dichotomy between thinking and planning and ruminating, all the stuff that happens mentally. And what happens when my body moves in the direction of something, um, picks up that piece of trash, um, goes to the gym, begins the simple actions that comprise an ordinary life, and that we, we don't have to be a Mother Teresa to um, help someone out or 
show up at, uh, say, a soup kitchen to volunteer for an hour during the holiday season or something, that there are mm-hmm. ways that the beliefs that we have, when acted upon, um, begin to make a difference. Plus, action is what gets us gets the, the juices rolling, if you will. It's, uh, um, but it's, I think, increasingly common to live our lives um, in our minds and sometimes uh, uh, interacting with our devices and our phones and iPads and computers and things, uh, spending a lot of time in rumination. It's right. really important to um, put some of those down and uh, get on with any of the simple actions that are going to um, really um, make our lives meaningful. Right, which is the other part of act now. You know, so it's not act as soon as the ideal moment appears. You know, it's it's right. now that is the yeah. ideal moment. You know, so act mm-hmm. now. It's uh, it's great, great advice. So turning to the next one of the uh, chapters, which is take care of each other. Um, how can we use that um, maxim, take care of each other, uh, to improve not only others' lives, but our own lives? Well, I, I do know that when, um, and that's, a, that's an excellent question too, somehow um, it's, it's the shift of attention from, from self to others. I don't think I'm suggesting take care of each other um, here to be to necessarily um, jump into the role of Mother Teresa or um, or some kind of self-sacrifice. I, I think what it what it reminds me is that in so far as I notice the impact of my life on others and I make adjustments so that I am caring for them as well as myself, uh, and in some cases, um, it, it's even appropriate to put others ahead of yourself. Uh, I know that's uh, in Taoism, one of the three treasures of the Tao is not being ahead of others, and I think it's somehow um, a, one of the ways that we work with our own uh, ego and our own desires to um, have things our own way. When we shift from only acting on our own purposes, but we keep in mind the impact on others and uh, how helping others does help us. In it, it really does. We feel, you feel better when you're um, when you're doing things that also benefit others. Um, selfishness so this, really isn't doesn't have a real big payoff in the long run. <laughs> right. So this. Uh, brought to mind your definition of a good improviser. So I turned to that in the book and I'll just quote, Mm -hmm. a good improviser is someone who is awake, not entirely self-focused and moved by a desire to do something useful and give something back and who acts upon this impulse. And I just thought that was just a tremendous definition and not what people would normally think of, you know, I think the standard way of thinking about improvisation would would not include all of those you know aspects, but this definitely this idea about giving something back, giving something to others, and not being entirely self focused that that's part of improvisation i think is it's uh very rich well, thank you that it really pleases me because I think that sentence really is the heart of what I understand and try to teach and I think when people study improvisation with a with a teacher who shares those values, they often come out of a uh, of a class or taking a, a workshop, thinking, "Wow, um, there is a different way to uh, open my eyes, to uh, work on that lightness." I I, I remember a, a quote you undoubtedly heard: "Angels fly because they take themselves lightly," mm. and. Uh, improvisers are someone who is not um, uh, wedded to any particular outcome, but they, I think they're able to fly or to have joy to really uh, engage with life because more important than any particular outcome is the, the interaction we have with others and um, being mindful of our, our uh, interrelationships in the world. Plus, improvising can be a lot of fun. Yes. So, um, unbelievably to me, we are actually at the end of our time. Um, uh, you've been, I'm going to 
just uh, move into the close. So you've been listening to the Yoga Hour. It's been my pleasure to share this time with you. I'm Dr. Laurel Trujillo, sitting in for Yogacharya O'Brien. We've been discussing Living from the Inside Out, The Way of Improvisation, with special guest Patricia Madsen. You can find out more about Patricia's book and classes at improvwisdom.com. And I want to just really say a heartfelt thank you, Patricia, for joining us. It's been a great conversation. I've really enjoyed it. And I have to. What a pleasure to meet you and to, and to share this time. Um, namaste. Oh, yes. Namaste. Reverence to the divine within you. So join us next week for Gratitude, the Key to Loving Your Life, which is an encore presentation of a conversation between Yogacharya O'Brien and Angeles Arian, PhD, who is a distinguished cultural anthropologist, author, and educator. For information about CSE, visit csecenter.org. And remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour podcast at iTunes. I look forward to being with you again when Yogacharya O'Brien is on the road. Until then, remember you carry your own healing and wholeness within you. Share your peace and joy with all that you meet. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization, www.csecenter.org. Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org. Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Reverends Dale Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music. It's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Music speaks louder than words when you In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. 
Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. 